Welcome to the Hot Heel Girl Podcast. Welcome back, friends. Today is the anticipated day everyone's been waiting for, us included. Mm -hmm. Eco recap. Yeah, even some of my clients were like, I can't wait for your eco podcast. I'm like, oh, thanks. I'm just excited to chat about it. (laughs) I know. One thing I have to say is I cannot find the notebook that I actually wrote notes down in for the life of me. I, I, I do not know okay where the heck it is i found three other things that i didn't remember where i put them while moving but i cannot find the notebook that's so, so sad but funny because you if those of you that don't know emily literally moved on saturday of eco so like yeah thursday friday you were in your old place noting mm-hmm. it up and now you can't find it yeah i have so my highlights on instagram are basically my notes <laughs> And for those of you watching this on YouTube today, I apologize. I'm going to look down a lot, right? Like all my notes are here. I'm also going to be going through the binder a little bit because I kept a lot of notes in the margins. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking at my phone because, yeah, yeah, I have the the PDFs. I'm going to pull up the PDFs of some of the ones that I liked so I can personally grab some notes from there. I have a little bit of those too. So it's just plenty. Okay. All right, so, so Courtney was there in person. I did was. it virtually. I'm very sad that I missed out on the in-person experience, but the next time. hopefully in May we will both go and we can record a podcast in person. That would be so fun. So, yeah. So give us your, like, overall, how did you like the in-person? Oh, my God, I loved it. This is my second time. So not that I don't see the value in doing it online. There's crazy value of doing it online, but I feel like, a good chunk of it is from like the networking the energy like all of that like it gets me so inspired being there like to come back to my business and like give all these nuggets mm-hmm. and I'm sure it still has a similar impact at home but I don't know I'm a vibe person I'm so that's why I like was willing to make sacrifices during the years where I needed to mm-hmm. in order to go in person yeah um also for those of you that don't know what eco is it's a cell core conference it stands for exponential clinical outcomes so The way it started, it used to just be like Todd and Jay pretty much like giving anecdotes about what's working in their business and all that. And now they have a lot of other speakers too, which is great because we get to hear about like a whole array of topics. It's three full days. Yeah, their speakers are amazing. Like, they're incredible. Something that honestly goes over my head. So back to being in person, it was so good because I got to meet new people. I got to network i had a roommate who like i hadn't met in person she was in my mbsr class and my blood chemistry class so like felt like i already knew her Mm -hmm. but i was it went super well we got along great it was phenomenal and then all the meetups all the people it was just great like i cannot say enough good things about it if you're considering going in person and you can swing it right we know flights are crazy right now but hopefully they drop at some point like, i was already looking at them and i'm like oh, no i already they're actually not too bad right now they're not that bad right now so i'm probably gonna buy one soon even though i'm sure the time is gonna change like probably a hundred percent yeah that's what i'm worried about <laughs> i'm like literally sure it's going to but i'm like it, i just feel like it's gonna be worth it yeah i don't know so we'll see I feel like maybe at the beginning of next year, they might drop like after Christmas. I don't know. I'm hoping. Very true. We'll see. And like, there's all the vendors there in person. Obviously you can still use the vendor codes online. I think they said like they give a slightly bigger discount in person. Like it's like 30 versus like they give round numbers. Right. So it's, it's just a chunk number instead of like exactly 30% mm-hmm. free BCATP to get that brain going. That was my favorite. I was very day. envious of that. Every single day I went up and I was like, BCATP, hand it over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just all the vendors are so fun. Like I come back with a new Therisage, like something every time. You what know? did you get this time? The ozone machine. Because <sighs> I've stayed in too many moldy hotels. I was thinking about the hypo air, like the mini one. But mm-hmm. I was like, also ozone will be really good because like my boyfriend's dealing with mold. I'll add that into his protocol, make him just breathe it in all the time. All that good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, we love it. Well, I just did virtually, so I don't have. I was going to say, did you take advantage of any of the discounts or no? 
I didn't. Except for the cell core supplements. Yeah, I um, I took advantage of that, definitely. Heck yeah. I want to give a caveat before we get into it. A lot of these, not a lot. In the first day, there were quite a few talks that were talking about shots and specifically the cocoa shot. I just, I, you get what I'm saying. I'm not going to say it straight out. Um, we want to keep our podcasts on the up and yeah. up. We don't want to get shut down, people. Yeah, so if this is not something you resonate with, right, maybe you just skip a little bit in. If you're like, I got it, I'm fine with it. I don't want to know any of the research because maybe that'll make you crazy. That's totally okay, too. I just mm-hmm. want to warn everyone because I know it's a super controversial topic, and I'm not saying what I believe. I'm just saying that these are what was talked about. We're going to go over it. So the first talk was called Signs of the Times by Ryan Cole, MD. Update on germ theory. So this was, yeah, literally about the shot. Courtney was supposed to get him on our podcast, but. No, I wanted to get Jack Wolfson on our podcast. Oh, that's right. The second, the second dude that talked. Yeah, except Mm. I'm a weenie and I didn't know how to say hi to him. I also didn't even see him. Like, I don't know if he left at some point. Like, I, you see most of the people, like, on the floor didn't see him. I th- they mentioned that one or two of the guy, like, the first speakers had to leave. Yeah, so, like, right he away, totally so, might have. It yeah. might not have been my fault. But anyway. So, I don't have the slides on this because they didn't have it printed out. So, I haven't handed any notebook. Um, talks a lot about the spike proteins. Spike proteins. So, what is released into you when you get the shot? Mm-hmm and to everybody else yeah spike proteins can shed um so talk about the spike proteins how far this is adapted every shot is pretty much extinct like every shot is to an extinct variant so they're Mm -hmm. saying like it's ineffective right because by the time you're getting this booster or this shot like the variant's already extinct the way they are adapting and pleomorphing like they truly look almost nothing like the variants before they showed a whole chart of like the dna behind it and it really mm-hmm. is wild how far it's morphed where it doesn't, we barely have anything alike. I wish we could show some of these charts too. Cause I feel like those are like jaw droppers when you see it in front of you visually. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to prep a little more and we can do like a screen share or something like for the some, YouTube yeah. Yeah, people. We could, totally do that. we could do a more in depth on just like this particular thing. Yeah. And then obviously what we all know about the shot, right? It doesn't actually present, prevent disease, doesn't actually prevent transmission, doesn't actually prevent death. Mm-hmm. Surprise, we all know that, right? He called it, this is my favorite part, a live whack-a-mole. Because he's saying by the time you're trying to get it, like it's already gone and it's going the other way. Uh-huh. So that's like trying to pick a booger through a mask, which made me laugh out loud because I was picturing it. I was literally picturing someone trying to pick their nose through a mask. I'm like, <sighs> people in their masks i know (laughs) i can't i still see people all the time but where i live it's like still super common because people are yeah i won't get into it but yeah (laughs) but then everybody pulls it down to sneeze or cough and then puts it back up and i'm just like really i like unfortunately used to sneeze in my mask and i literally hated it (laughs) this is so gross it's on my face I mean, I would pull it down to, because I I was only wearing it because I had to, Same. you know, so I would definitely pull it down to sneeze because I'm like, I'm not sneezing in my mask. I don't care I'm if like, you want to get mad at me, whatever. But I see people wearing it now doing that. And I'm like, okay, but you don't have to be wearing it. Yeah, so like, way different. why? Way different. <laughs> anyway, continue. Okay, some more on. These are all my highlights, right? Um, and like I said, the shots literally are spike protein. So more about it it doesn't stay in the arm when they inject you with spike protein it's not just in your deltoid it doesn't stay localized like it spreads to your whole body mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of this people know but i'm just gonna like preface and go through it mm-hmm. it can damage tissues endothelial cells clotting the big c immune suppression autoimmune disease viral reactivation dna repair neurological damage mitochondrial and heart damage decreased sperm count and whack up your hormones that was like my favorite slide because it literally had all the things that it can do and like i know we all know on like anecdotal levels what's happened to people but like mm-hmm. holy cow the hormones thing like i've seen that yeah and so sperm count. much yeah i mean just for me personally um back when everybody started getting the first one um you know i'm sure you heard it too like women's periods were going crazy yeah and even me 
like I never spot before my period ever. Mm-hmm. I I just never spot. I know it's common for some women to do that, but I have never done that in my entire life. And literally the month after it came out and everybody started getting it, and the job I was working at the time was the majority of the people there were elderly. Mm. And there were so many of them that had told me like, oh, I got it. I got it. Did you get it? And so I just know that I was exposed to a ton of people that had just gotten it. And that month I spotted like a week before my period, which Mm. never happens. And since then it's, and that's been a year now. And so since then, it's been almost like every other month where I will spot a little bit. And my period, those two months after it had first come out were awful. And I have had awful periods. Let me tell you, those were horrible. They were the worst ones I've ever had in my entire life. And I was not stressed out. I did not change anything crazy in my diet. So I can only assume that that is what it came from. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because if you're like everything else stayed the same, right? And like mm-hmm. maybe you were a little stressed out. You were planning a wedding and working. Job, no, that was but... the previous year. That was 2021. Oh. So yeah. Okay. I wasn't. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Yeah, it was like again a lot of the stuff in this talk was things that we already knew, mm-hmm. but it was just interesting to see. Wait, the one thing I want to bring up. So he goes over like what's going on now right so that was when everyone was getting the the shot most people have like made their decision now you're either continuing to get boosters or like yeah i'm done Mm -hmm. there are quite a few banned mandates italy and india went all the way to the supreme court that a mandate is not constitutional um and uruguay does not allow shots in kids which is very interesting um and like we know the spike damages liver lung heart but i wanted to talk i wanted to tell you guys the vares reports so if you don't know what vares is it's like vaccine injury hotline website whatever organization Mm -hmm. because this had my jaw on the floor do you remember this chart where it's like nothing 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 and then all of a sudden it shoots up i'm looking for it because i pulled up the i have that one so this is deaths reported to vares by year so they have all the way from 1990 up until 2022 they said august year to date 1990 mm-hmm. pretty much none it stays constant very low all the way up until 2020 it's significantly under 2000 like probably less than a thousand every single year something like that mm-hmm. and then 2021 it shoots up to over 20,000 deaths reported yeah i just found it yeah and then 2022 we're only through august right but it's slightly under 10,000 Mm-hmm, that's I'm looking almost... at a chart, so I don't have a real number, but like it's almost probably around nine, ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and that one blew my mind. And then, so the reports, the rest of the reports. There's over a million reports through August fifth, twenty twenty two. I don't know if this is year to date or just in general, right? I don't have all the info. Thirty thousand deaths. That's total. That's got to be total because there were like none before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thirty thousand deaths. 172,000 hospitalizations, 133,000 urgent care, 200,000 doctor's office visits. I'm ballparking. I don't want to say the full numbers. <laughs> around 10,000 anaphylaxis, around 15,000 Bell's palsy, almost 5,000 miscarriages, 16,000 heart attacks, 51,000 that have been told myocarditis or pericarditis, almost 56,000 permanently disabled. 14,000 shingles, 44,000 severe allergic reactions, 33,000 life-threatening, and almost 9,000 low platelets. Mm-hmm. What? I know I threw a lot of numbers at you, right? But that was just all those numbers. Yeah, I, I pulled it up floor. and I was yeah. I'm looking at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I want everyone to know, like, I know it's a lot of numbers, but just if you think about that in the grand scheme of things, like, no wonder this is such a hot topic. No mm-hmm. wonder this had to be talked about so much because- people's lives are being changed i honestly love that they like jumped right in with that oh my god it's like whoa it was a strong start Mm. it was like oh we're just going there we're just not even we're not gonna ease our way in we got a little welcome and then they were like boom people are dying and i was like okay 
I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else to say about that talk? Cause that was pretty much where it ended after that. It was a lot of research. It was a lot of science about the spike proteins. Didn't understand most of it. Most of it over my head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it would be <laughs> way over everybody else's head too. It's one of those things where you kind of just like, and then you have like, to go back and, and research. I did like the, the little meme that they ended this one with. It was like, don't be a mitochondria, be a duochondria. That was funny. I love that. <laughs> You were like, let's um, be a duochondria. Yeah. <laughs> They're little funnyisms that they throw in. I yeah, that was good. Yeah, so the second talk was by Dr. Jess. A lot of you guys know Dr. Jess MD on Instagram, Dr. Jess Petros, boosting your immune system post pandemic. This was the first one I have slides for because the other one they were like, got it in too late. Mm -hmm. So we learned her very personal story in the last eco because she talked about it. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. So her mom, her dad got the shot and never told anyone about it. Yep. Not her mom, not her, nothing. Because she is holistic, did not want them to get it. And her mom, like, could not speak, was having, like, crazy health issues, like, literally starting to lose brain function, all of this stuff. And nothing changed. Like, they didn't move. They didn't have, like, they didn't mm -hmm. know what happened. So And wasn't can, this within, like, a few days, too? Yeah, I think where she like just declined. Yeah, something. Yeah. And it was it was so sudden that she just started declining. And so she attributes it to the spike protein from mm -hmm. her dad, which makes sense. That's what we got about it. I feel like I'm not doing it justice, but it's a very dramatic story. Like her mom literally couldn't talk. She went from a very normal functioning human being. Mm -hmm. Well, and then she talked about how she was like reaching out to all her practitioner friends and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And she finally took her to some hospital i don't remember the name of it what she called it mayo clinic no i don't know where she went keep going no it was some big hospital but i don't know but anyway she was like by the time i had driven her to the hospital and she was like away from her it dad the amen clinic it's the Cognitive that's right in California. Yeah. yeah 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 and so she's like by the time i had gotten her to the hospital and she had been away from my dad for that long of period of time however long it took i don't know she was like she was almost fully back to cognitive functioning again yeah. by that time so in this she goes a lot about blood labs and the lab or abnormalities because mm -hmm. she's like some of it like you can't see a lot of differences in lab abnormalities it's one of those things where you have to know when you caught it and if you don't then they're like well it can't be attributed which happens all the time yeah Okay, yeah, she said there was homework. I did not watch the homework. <laughs> so as we're going around, the lab abnormalities, like it's pretty similar to people who contract it and people who get the shot. That's like part of the problem because she was saying there were only a few that were actually different mm -hmm. in people. Yeah. And then she had a slide on long haulers. Um didn't somebody else do a talk on long haulers too? Yeah, I think so. I don't remember who. I think that's my favorite right now is like the people going over the long haulers because I feel like so many people have that. Mm -hmm. And then there's everybody who got the shot and then got sick again. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that has given them even more of the long hauler symptoms. So what are the long hauler symptoms, right? Brain fog, anxiety, depression, fatigue, headaches, mm -hmm. muscle joint pain, shortness of breath, sleeping problems. I'm looking at these symptoms and I'm like, most of those are symptoms of Lyme. Sorry, that's just also the truth. Like, mm -hmm. and then big fat surprise. They said the people who like are typically contract long haulers, chronic Lyme, people with POTS, fibromyalgia, MCAS, histamine intolerance, multiple chemical sensitivity, and then like people who've had a viral load at some point in their life. Mm -hmm. like, I've seen a lot of people who have had EBV. Yeah. So, or like and, mono. Yeah. And then their um, fatigue majorly yeah. flares up. Yeah. Cause that's one thing that like everyone you're told when you have mono, you never get rid of it or herpes. You never get rid of it. It stays mm -hmm. in you. It can reactivate at times. Well, but, it's like a dormant virus. I mean, exactly. That's, that's literally what any, virus pretty much it's it's <laughs> they're out there didn't they mention there was like ten thousand of them or something like that yeah, there's like a crazy number of viruses. yeah I that's mean, in the later talk too yeah 
we may have to do a part two i don't think we'll get this one it's already like a decent amount through and i'm like we are in the second talk (laughs) (laughs) we might just have to skip a couple of them and just kind of touch on our favorites literally nothing to say about yeah we might just have to touch on our favorites but i feel like we still may have to do a part well, this, two they go over long haulers uh pea as a supplement for hair loss was one of the things i literally wrote down and starred because i had post-co hair loss mm-hmm. it wasn't to a point where other people noticed i'm very very grateful i have a thick head of hair anyways but it took me quite some time to like not cry when hair was just being pulled out of my head mm-hmm. every time yeah i've seen a lot of people that have had that also mostly and women then, i feel like so right long haulers women have a much higher risk because our two x chromosomes apparently has a lot to do with it thanks x chromosomes <laughs> because our immunity because women cells, don't have enough to know, deal right? with <laughs> apparently our immunity t cells are much more active i thought that was super interesting and then low nit- nitric a- oxide and low mitochondrial dysfunction are like part of the reason that people get long haulers mm-hmm. and i just want to touch on like all of these anecdotes a lot of them truly are like people with underlying stuff like what I tell people is that COVID, the way I found it, it attacks like your weakest point, like what's weakest in you. And that's what, unfortunately, you might get long haulers, that sort of issue, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it's not surprising that like people with Lyme who have something dormant, people with EBV that have something dormant, all mm-hmm. you have to do is just kind of kick them in, in the butt a little bit. And it just, it's a king of bees nest. It just immediately goes crazy. I also was not able to post any of these slides on the internet because I there were every single one had the word, the V word, actually both V words, every single one, and I like couldn't cover mm-hmm. up like every word. So. Yeah, I accidentally posted one where I didn't cover it up, and I was like, oh shoot, please don't make my views go down again. I just got them back. Mine did, so <laughs> I was mad about it. Yeah, so she does a case study too in here where she like goes over, it was apparently a friend of a friend, she did something, did a protocol, did a lot of like what you would expect, right? Neural therapy, lymph work, mm-hmm. a lot of cell core stuff, Tudka, biotoxin binder, CT zyme, energy work, all that stuff. It's just like exactly what you expect. Mm-hmm. She said, for those who struggle with mitochondrial damage, she loves the the horse goo as some people like to call it mouth taping for mouth breathers which i love mouth taping so yeah. you know me i'm such Same. a fan i'm like we love this mm-hmm. uh, vitamin well that reminds me of a quote i think that somebody else mentioned again it was like if we could just learn how to breathe we could fix the majority of so our many. problems yeah if people would just learn how to breathe when they're little but anyway i digress mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just looking at all the stuff she suggested in case people are still having meeting, you know. Castor oil packs was on there. Uh, liver oil, zinc, vitamin C, Tudka, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. We just want to keep our body healthy. Yeah. I personally liked the mitochondrial support, the castor oil packs, the liver work, the trauma work. I love Those were some of support. Yeah. I mean, for me everybody that has come to me that has the long hauler symptoms their mitochondria has been in the tank so your mitochondria can only spend all of its energy either producing energy or immunity of course it's Mm -hmm. focusing on immunity right now of course you have no friggin' energy because it's not focusing on that Mm -hmm. big fat surprise like that happens all the time it's always mitochondria and it's always drainage pathways and once you get there like a lot of people increase rapidly from there i feel like that was a theme with a lot of these talks they're like mitochondria drainage pathways and i'm like i know this yeah we do but i mean that that's literally kind of that's the whole the whole basis of cell core is drainage and mitochondria but literally everybody needs it so i mean and then we move on to talk three lol like 25 minutes in (laughs) environmental toxins and their dangerous impacts on the cardiovascular system by dr jack wolfson do so if you don't know dr jack wolfson is my parents actually love him he's the paleo cardiologist like that's his book he's pretty well known Mm -hmm. he's hilarious i don't know that i took that many nuggets out of this talk it was a good talk but like i also laughed a lot Mm -hmm. so lives in arizona 
recently had a mold exposure. He and his family moved. He was saying, like, that's why he's big into mold now because all of that. Mm-hmm. He's married to a chiropractor, so that's probably how he got all. Well, that is pretty much how he got in the natural space. He said when he first met his wife, they met or whatever, and she's like, "Your job is useless." <laughs> I do remember. I don't remember exactly what he said, but. I think he was like, so I was on a date with this really hot woman or something. And he's like, and now I'm married to her. So yeah, no, literally it was like, she said something along the lines of like, your job is useless. And he's like, so obviously that intrigued me. And then like, now they're married. And now I'm, now I'm married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One thing I like about him is he's very outspoken. I mean, so are most of those speakers, but like mm-hmm. he has been for quite a while. And as a cardiologist, I feel like that's a whole other field, right? A lot of these people are chiropractors. Some are MDs, like, mm-hmm. you know, but being a cardiologist is like, very very different because i feel like all of them are just telling you the same thing that ends like things like that mm-hmm. lower your blood pressure medication so it's very yeah great to have someone who it's nice to see that perspective yeah. from that field of medicine i think because my parents were jealous <laughs> uh, that's why your mom wanted to go as your assistant low-key a little bit she still wants to go to the next one but we'll see yeah I can bring an assistant bring my mother yeah. So before his mold slide, he had, are you suffering from atrial fibrillation, fibrillation, sorry, brain fog, cardiomyopathy, cholesterol, coronary artery disease, fatigue, gut problems, heart attack, high blood pressure, insomnia, palpitations, skin disorders, stroke, weight issues. Maybe it's from mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he had a case study too, with someone with cardiomyopathy and sarcoidosis and like they came to him, they're like, have you heard of these? He's like, I've heard of them. Never had anyone with them. Ran all his regular labs, found out they had mold. And then mm-hmm. all these things too. Maybe it's from mold. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes into like, like I said, I didn't get the most nuggets out of this because I know a lot about mold. I know. <laughs> and so he's just saying like mycotoxins are going to impact your cardiovascular health, right? Mm-hmm. Chest pain, stroke, congestive heart failure, those types of things could come from mold. Mm-hmm. Which you're breathing it in. So... Yeah, it can also be a big trigger for like leaky gut. Um, he has a slide here where it depletes your glutathione. So if you don't know, glutathione is a big precursor to detox in yeah. your liver. And like for me, for hormones, you definitely need that glutathione to make your liver process all those hormones and get it out. Um, so if you're consistently being exposed to mold, you're probably going to have a depleted tank of glutathione. And mold triggers inflammation in the body. Mm-hmm. Cholesterol spikes up when there's inflammation, things like that too. Yeah. I see a lot of people drop weight when they detox from mold, get mold oh out God, of their body the or move out of a moldy situation. Well, so all toxins love fat cells. They love to store themselves mm-hmm. in fat cells. So when people detox I do find mold is pretty common where it does hide in the fat cells because your body has two options. It can either send it to fat cells to be stored where it can't harm you that much. I mean, it'll just make you fat or it can send it to your internal organs where it can harm you a lot. And the body Mm -hmm. is very wise and it's trying to literally save you. So -hmm. as much as sometimes I tell this to my clients all the time, like it's hard to wrap your mind around the weight being your body saving you. Think about the latter. Body's freaking wise. That's also another key (laughs) takeaway. The body is infinitely wise. I'm like, I know. It is. We just don't love to listen to it. Yeah, and that was like all I took from that talk. But I honestly loved it because I thought he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because it's just saying like mycotoxins and well, so mycotoxins are right what mold puts out there. Like it, mm-hmm. it produces. That's the friggin' word. That's what you're breathing in. <laughs> That's what you're breathing in. Yeah, yeah. So they're harmful and, to the body. Yeah, that. and at the end he has like the protocols and stuff. So obviously like work with a practitioner is going to be the first thing that we both always suggest. But, um, Cellcore does have the new kit, the NYC kit, which I really like. I still think that you should be in contact with a practitioner while using it, Yeah. but it is out there like formulated specifically to target mold. If you are in a moldy situation and you can't leave, that's something good to have on hand to do. I agree. I think it's good for foundations, but as someone who's dealt with mold, I want to tell you the truth. It's often not enough. 
No, a hundred percent. I just need to say, because I'm like, I've dealt with mold. I've done lots of protocols. I've also done lots of like box protocols because mm-hmm. everyone tries it. It was never enough until I did a bio individual approach for me. Mm-hmm. So if that's your option, it's a great option, right? If that's yeah. your only option. Sometimes that's literally all people can afford to and do. And I totally get that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Cause I'm like, if that's your only option, hundred percent, it is so great while you are dealing with it. But I know a lot of people just don't want they want to go for the cheapest option first. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, invest that money in something else is going to be a better option. As someone who went for the cheapest option first way too many times. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I was pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I get it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah, I want the caveat because I'm like, you can totally go for it. I'm not trying to break your heart. Okay. Yeah. So next was, um, Jimmy Skaringi, I hope I'm saying that right. Breakthroughs in clinical ap- applications for autistic children. There's quite a few talks on kids, which I did love them. I don't work with kids, so it was not practical for my practice. Yeah, I think for you and I both, like obviously we don't have kids, we don't work with exactly. kids, so I do find them very interesting. Yeah, and because I have friends with kids, like I. You know, and I pay I like attention. Put it in the back of my mind, because I'm like, you never know who you're gonna need to help someday. But. Yeah, I remember that it's there, so like I can go back to it if I need to. But yeah, I didn't save a lot of notes from. No, me neither. Well, obviously, I can't find any of my notes, but <laughs> I just remember that I didn't write down a lot of stuff from this. I do think it's really cool, like the kids that they showed Powerful. that, yeah, that got um, the autism symptoms flared up after this the shot and then using the cell core supplements and protocols it was like within two years yeah they basically reversed everything Wasn't it the, yeah it was the mmr so the mmr mm-hmm. is he- like the heaviest laden with heavy metals so mm-hmm. it makes complete sense when people it often happens that kids get sick after yeah. that mm-hmm. because they say they have aluminum in it so that it can bind to your body and things like that. I don't know, right? I'm not a scientist. I'm just telling you what I've heard because I've done quite a bit of research on this because I think it's interesting. It was, he got the shot and then instantly like had a fever, had withdrawal, like no, didn't have like as much eye contact or like engagement, stuff like that. So it was very soon after. So that's why they hide it in. Mm-hmm. They went to and well they didn't didn't it take a little while before yeah Yeah, they they tried tried a lot and then they heard about him um so it shows the date here that they started which was in at the end of 2020 they started the detox they didn't see him until that's Um, when they saw him sorry yeah and then so he had it says an appointment with the geneticist in the middle of 2021 so about six months after starting with jimmy um this is my favorite point i highlighted it they so initially they said it might have been genetic the autism mm-hmm. six months into working with jimmy they totally 100 percent ruled out genetic autism that's how yeah. much progress he had made mm-hmm. yeah well it says here that his mom noticed changes like immediately yeah after starting yeah, so he utilizes muscle testing in his practice he's in new york so new york you have to jump through hoops for labs, right? If you're not an MD, it's really pretty much impossible to get labs done. Mm -hmm. So that's why he literally pretty much only symptoms and muscle testing. That's all he does in his practice, which I get it. You have to do with what you can. Mm -hmm. And then that's how he makes all of his protocols. And he was just saying that I, I don't even know how to describe to you. Like you need to see the pictures of like this kid going from very autistic, you know, no Mm -hmm. eye contact, mumbling not really making words to like now they said when he this is the now benchmarks are being reached all appropriate for him being in pre-k all of them Mm -hmm. whereas they totally thought that he was going to have to be in like the special classes and stuff like that he's totally fine now and his speech therapy has been reduced from five times a week to three times a week they use a lot of cell core products obviously they used a lot Mm -hmm. of their binders they used a lot of like minerals yeah and so from like then to now it's been about a year and a half. Yeah. So, yeah, I find and that very, very I want to plug this woman's book. So the mom wrote a book 
A Boy Named Vinny by Angela Acker. Mm-hmm. Because she spoke about the whole experience, which I think is totally needed out there because autism is usually seen as a pretty final diagnosis, right? Like, you don't think that there's any coming back from that. Mm-hmm. And even I feel like when when you try to tell people that it could potentially be tied to the kids' shots, they're like, oh, no, 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 it's a genetic thing. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Which and it's, they just get so defensive about it. I don't and yes, that. it might be a gene or it might be something, but the thing is it gets triggered by yeah. what gets put in their body from that shot. You know, I don't really believe most things are genetic, so I'm just going to say that, like, your genes look, can change. Yeah, and there, <laughs> look how many people were like, 10% of your health issues are genetic. The rest exactly. is, <laughs> you can change it, because they were like, you can change your mitochondria. You can change. Your DNA. You, yeah, you can, you can literally change everything. So it just drives me up a wall when people are like, it's genetic, I can't change it, I can't do anything about it, so I just have to deal with it. Like, okay, well, that means you don't want to try. You don't want to change it. If you wanted to try, you could. Sometimes trying and wanting to change admits that you were wrong about something, right? Mm -hmm. People don't want to admit that they were wrong and they don't want to change that belief. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Why would you want to? Yeah. And same with, like, hearing that it might come from a shot. Especially as a parent, I I get it. As a parent, like that was so hard to hear that Mm -hmm. you may have played a role in that. And it's not saying that you meant to, right? Like no one's blaming you. You did Mm -hmm. the best you could with the information you had. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, so hard to hear if you didn't know, if you've never heard anything about that, didn't know anyone who had that experience. All you think is you're doing what you need to do for your kid because that's what your doctor is telling you to do your pediatrician is telling you to do literally everyone that you know has done that you had it done i mean you you don't know any different until something happens and you know like obviously we don't wish that upon anyone but um we are glad that the information is getting out there for sure and we love that there's products like cellcore that can help reverse that so you know kids and parents don't have to live like that forever and i think one of the great things about these conferences you see that like it's a whole slew of people from different walks of life there Mm -hmm. are people that are health coaches there are mds do's phds and all of these people have gone along whatever path of life they have whatever they've done in their profession and have eventually found cellcore and been like nothing works like these products, right? Like these are best in class for what they do. I utilize them in all of my protocols. They're just saying like how phenomenal it is for like helping people heal, which is mm-hmm. obviously what we found. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a- great to hear from people who maybe have like more authority, like MDs and DOs. Like I don't care. Right. doesn't mean anything to me, but for some people it might. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I love about it too, is it's not just like the owners of the company or the scientists of the company telling you that their product is the best, or it's not just like people that they paid to work for them. It's actually people that discovered the products are like, Hey, I want to share my story because they have like on our slides and stuff. They're like, if you have an experience that you want to share at the next eco, like, please reach out, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to speak at eco one day. Yes, you are. It. you are. I don't know what I'm going to say yet, <laughs> but I'm going to speak to you one day. You're going to see me on that stage. Hopefully, I don't pee myself. <laughs> it's funny because I hate public speaking, but for some reason, I feel called to do that. So, mm-hmm. I hate public speaking too, but when people are like, hey, do you want to talk about parasites or something? I'm like, heck yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, so, we had our lunch break next. <laughs> and then we come back and it's deep dive into protocols for Lyme and co-infections implementing the is products with dr j and dr todd aka two of the owners of cellcore i mm-hmm. loved this one why i did i did miss a little bit of this one did you just because i had went to the other house and got delayed i mean yeah you but had yeah because there was people there but anyway i tr- fully trusted you to get notes on this one <laughs> i also i have a personal experience with lime right and i mm-hmm. do love hearing the other people talk but i find the most nuggets to take back to my practice are from jay and todd don't know why i give other people benefit of the doubt but usually it's like the most clinical stuff Mm -hmm. that like i actually can use Mm -hmm. they just they convey information very well 
like in a very digestible like yeah i wanted to say edible i was like that's not the word (laughs) a very digestible (laughs) way to take it in Yeah, yeah i like i just feel like it's digestible and they like do tamper with things like maybe they'll tell you how to do certain dosing or stuff like I mean still their products but it'll mm-hmm. just be things that I'm like I can absolutely use that in my practice but some of these other people like they give a lot of benefit in what they say but mm-hmm. that's that let me talk about Lyme disease boop, 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 boop. Lyme transmission as you guys know most people think it's deer ticks only Mites, fleas, mosquitoes, biting flies can also transmit it. Birds, cows, deers, rabbits, and other mammals can be carriers of it. The reason mm-hmm. that testing is also not as accurate, right? Because you're only testing usually for like a handful of the names. There are so many. <laughs> it's Borrelia, Berg, Berg, Bart- Bartonella, Babesia. Yeah. But they're over 100 strains in the U.S. and over 300 strains over the world. And we usually only test for like five. Mm -hmm. Well, and haven't you mentioned before that it only shows up um, within like seven weeks? It's usually like six weeks. Yeah, because the immune system can get very suppressed by Lyme too. So if the immune system is so suppressed, then it's not even going to show up. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Lots of it. Um, And then they go into Borrelia, which is my fave because it's a parasite. It's one of the co-infections. It can live in worms. We know that, right? It's parasite. 40% of ticks have parasites. So sometimes it's not even necessarily just because you got bit by a tick. Maybe they inserted a parasite in you. Mm-hmm. How nice of them. I love that. <laughs> Sexy. How <laughs> <I'm> cute. <laughs> um, and then they're just saying, like, it's not just Lyme. Most people have co-infections. 32% of Babesia, 28% of Bartonella, 15% Elrichia, 15% Mycoplasma. There's over 200 plus different bacteria genera in a rat blood sample after being bit by a tick so obviously they only did it in a rat but like 200 mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too much too much and then most of the research on tick transmission is done on animals right and animals have thicker hair than us so they're like it you probably everything gets transmitted to you less than 24 hours mm-hmm. they think that it's less than eight hours actually because in the study it said under 24 hours but again thick hair animals yeah did you see the video on tick stinging mm-hmm. that i did see that gross yeah <laughs> they don't bite you they like sting you yeah i honestly had no idea actually that but they was, did that i was grossed out so anyways mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they give us like tick removal tool they say you're not supposed to burn it all that other stuff because Mm-hmm. The head will stay in you. Mm-hmm. There's one you can find on Amazon. Yay! <laughs> Yay, Amazon! I know. And then, like, you could always get a tick tested if if you get bit by a tick. They say, like, just assume honestly it has something, which I get. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you do if you get bit by a tick? First, I always tell people bentonite clay masks on the affected area. Yes, love that. And then they were saying to put the is products topically i thought that was really interesting i, I was had like i'm no gonna try idea. that mm-hmm. yeah i have used para three topically but i have what? not used any of the i had a weird rash Actually, i think i think i might have told you about this but i had a little rash on my leg and it was really itchy and it was like not going away not going away and i almost thought it was like maybe ringworm for a second huh it, but it was just it wasn't growing. It was about the size of like maybe a quarter. Yeah. And Let's go to it was just itchy, 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 itchy. And it, it was just dry skin, just like flaking off mm-hmm. constantly. And nothing I was doing. I did the bentonite clay on it. I did like a plantain saff. I did like an herbal saff. Um, nothing I was doing was working. I put um, like a silver like this sovereign silver, silver antibiotic antibiotic Appointment. cream on it yeah i did like a calendula gel nothing so and finally i was like you know what if i put para 3 on there like what if it is ringworm or something let me try it like immediately within three days the itching was gone within a week the whole entire rash was gone i was like interesting <laughs> 
So. I never would have thought to put it topically until they said this. They say like immediately put IS4 on top of it, right? Like if you only mm -hmm. have one of them, take whatever you have and put it on. Yeah. They do, of course, they said like have these products on hand, especially if you're in the Northeast or something like that, because if you get bit by a tick, you're going to want them. You're not going to be able to wait all those days. And I get it. I mm -hmm. also do have these products on hand. So I was like... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, honestly, it makes sense because your skin literally absorbs things in under 30 seconds. Yeah. So rather than ingesting it, just put it right on your skin. Yeah. And then they also say to ingest it. They say like do a 14 day like crazy. I'm not going to say the doses, but they're just saying it's a mixture of four, bab, bart and boost and pair of three and four. Like you're doing that over the first two weeks, mm -hmm. just like in heavy doses. Yeah. I'm not saying the dosing because it's heavy doses and I've yeah taken a bunch reach of out to your practitioner before yeah. you do that and then you know lyme's not global it's not just in the northeast and midwest because birds can carry lyme disease they also can carry bugs that carry lyme disease things like that you know all that mm -hmm. fun stuff bullseye rash this is my fave highlighted 20 to 90 percent of people actually develop a bullseye rash 20 to 90 i'm sorry that's, that's the longest a range broad range 20 to 90, apparently this, I don't know any of the numbers on this, but they said, if you get the rash, it's because you already have Lyme and your body is just reacting to getting it again. Or not getting I it thought again. that was really interesting. So I'm like, I mean, I never got a bullseye rash and I know that a hundred percent because I was a child. Mm -hmm. So we would have known. Yeah. <laughs> Like a small baby body, you would have seen it somewhere. Mm -hmm. But Lyme. But yeah. Lyme. I think you should just touch on the chronic, the some chronic of the common, common chronic Lyme symptoms, really quick. Yeah, I love that. So arthritis, like you can't move, bone, ligament, muscle pain, brain fog, fatigue, difficulty sleeping, facial paralysis happens a lot. Mm -hmm. Mood changes neurological symptoms right numbness tangling trem tremors burning sensations neurodegenerative diseases ms als alzheimer's parkinson's and then other auto autoimmune conditions that's the chronic the acute ones right the bullseye rash the fatigue the fever flu-like symptoms but chronic just means you've had it for a longer period of time mm -hmm. which most people i feel like with oh, yeah. the majority of the symptoms have chronic, chronic. yeah 100%. because you probably didn't just get it joint pain joint pain was me mm-hmm not fun feels like you have arthritis and i'm like i'm what age am i <laughs> you just had a birthday you should know i know honestly but i'm used to telling my story about when i first i just told it like three times this week so when i first got sick i was 22 so i almost just said i was 22 and i'm like i'm not 22 you're still 22 it's fine you can still be 22 it's all good and then they go over the co-infections and the symptoms do you want me to go over them um I just wanted to mention the one for Bartonella, the cat scratch fever, oh, because yeah. I see people with that a lot. So the cat scratch fever is where it looks like a cat has scratched you. It kind of looks like red stretch marks. I see people with that a lot and they're like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, that is a very like big symptom of Bartonella. Yeah, that, that and one of the things I see for it is usually... No, I was saying Babesia. Night sweats and air hunger are like the two biggest ones I see. Mm-hmm. But again, night sweats are a very common thing for <laughs> so many things. So I feel like night sweats I only see in mold and uh, Babesia. Hormone issues. Well, yeah. I see that a lot. But yeah, but like every time someone has one of those, well, with me, it's been an underlying infection. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, you have hormone issues because there's shit going on in your body. <laughs> yeah, I see it connected to mold a lot, the hormone yeah. and the night sweats. For and me, definitely parasite cleansing got rid of that. Oh, God bless. Mine was getting rid of Babesia. Yeah, then the rest of it's just, like, about how parasites pleomorph. Which, by pleomorphing, like, they change shapes, forms, sizes. They adapt. They're jerks. <laughs> they are. <laughs> like, come you're on. So, you're so, like, they are. They are. They're fucking jerks. <laughs> I mean, I love this, but yeah, a lot of it's just like a lot of science. They go into science. I mm -hmm. don't. I like how they touched on like it can come from water as well. Like Dr. Yeah. J mentioned that going his, I think his, is it his daughter's Lyme symptoms? I don't remember. He mentioned that in something, but yeah, just changing their water 
got rid of it because he's like, I refused to believe that it was coming from the water. Oh, his mom. And that's oh, his, his mom. His, his uh, wife. His wife, and it was radium. Yeah, Radio. because that's why they brought up the radium slides in here. Um, and also, they have a whole slide dedicated to Texas because we're awesome, but that. not in this case. Eighty <laughs> percent of Texas water is contaminated with radium. So, as we know, Texas is a very big state. We have a lot of population. Probably don't drink the tap water in Texas if you want to stay away from radium. And really just don't drink tap water anywhere, but that is your PSA if you live in Texas. Um, And it says that these services provide water to 22 million people. So that is a lot. And there also is a radium belt in Wisconsin too. Yeah. Which I'm like, how did that fit in? But whatever. Well, it's because... um, uh, Lime affects your joints, and the way the glyphosate oh, yeah. interacts with your like, collagen. Wait, I of Reed literally as soon yeah, because yeah. we talked. I think we did yeah, talk about that in one that. podcast episode okay. about how I tested him for glyphosate in his joints and Babesia, the yeah. ISBAB. I forgot that canceled Thank it you. out, so it was Babesia hiding in his joints. And since being on ISBAB, he does not complain about his knees anymore. <laughs> I know. I literally thought of that when we were talking about it. I was like, but I forgot as soon as I'm looking at these slides. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't write anything. Yeah. Yeah. So glyphosate, it basically, I don't know how to scientifically explain it, but it interacts with your collagen. And I guess your body kind of confuses it. it as yeah, yeah, it mimics it, but it obviously doesn't have the stretchiness yeah. and the the limberness of collagen so that's why your joints are gonna hurt yeah that's wild to me like mm-hmm. i had heard it from you but then i was like hey emily's smart suck it everyone <laughs> i try sometimes i feel dumb but whatever that's why i go to eco right learn. <laughs> you learn all the stuff yeah, and then it just goes into like pleomorphism, quorum sensing, and quorum sensing sensing is just saying that bacteria is able to communicate with each other and know how many there are of themselves, and then they just, you know, produce more until they're at a critical mass. They're just rude. They are just rude, very rude. Yeah, and then that's it, and then we well not it it, but then we get into like testing and they're like how do you test for lime the standard is at least the test in the western blot but <laughs> well they have like top questions like to ask yourself i know i just never well that's after that's yeah for... ap- after that they have that towards the end yeah because that's what i for lime i go based on symptoms more and mm-hmm. blood labs but like because the standard test right if you're someone who's like i got a test i don't have lime the Alyssa or elisa whatever it is test has to come back positive in order to run the western blot and research shows that 50 to 70 percent of patients go undiagnosed or are misdiagnosed 50 to 70 i believe it what considering the amount of people that have told me oh no i believe i don't know what but all of your symptoms point to lyme i know and that's why we go based on symptoms Mm -hmm. and that's why it's so frustrating for people to go to a traditional doctor they're like i am 100 percent sure i have lyme but then they're like no you don't it's so sad it makes me upset for them Mm -hmm. me too i'm thinking like maybe one more topic and then we might have to i need to i have a call at one so like yeah 24 (laughs) minutes um i feel like this next one we can go over really quick and then we have one more call or one more we can go over the next two this one's fucking quick i'm sorry it's just about a virtual practice no one wants to Oh, yeah, I feel like we can probably skip that because that's, unless you're a health practitioner, I don't know. We can, I feel like we could probably skip that one. (laughs) I did like that one just for me personally. It gave me good tips, but. Okay, so. That was the final one for day one. Clinical gems one, right? Yeah, clinical gems learned in the past two years from an MD perspective, Mark Sue, MD. I have to be honest, I tuned out a little bit on this one. <laughs> he was pretty good, but he was crazy smart, and I cannot. Some of these crazy smart people can't bring things my, down. <laughs> my brain just can't keep up because I am not crazy smart. <laughs> I feel like 
I'm pretty smart, but some of them they're out like I didn't go to med school, right? So like I don't always understand what they're saying. I didn't even take science in college. I took rocks for jocks. So <laughs> Well, taking- the one thing I appreciate about their scientist, Tim, is he makes it again very digestible. I can barely understand him 50% of the time. <laughs> Same, but when I do understand him, I understand no, it well. So true. That's very true. When I do understand it, I understand it well, but like 50% of the time, I don't understand him. <laughs> but at <laughs> least he's like entertaining, you know, like he's some scientists get up yes, there yes. and it's just like droning, Agreed. but he is very, he's very entertaining. hilarious. Like, da 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 Yeah. Like, loved him i really do mm-hmm. he's just a bit, and they even addressed it because they're like some of the things tim says right over my head and i'm like same at least you guys get it because like they're very smart but they think i feel like they think on a lower level like with us mm-hmm. even though they like can understand everything like they think this is how they comprehend down here which that's is good i think able, that's where you need yeah. to stay because exactly. you need to project it that way and that's what i love about the docs mm-hmm. okay so mark sue um, yeah, he went to Cornell, Tufts, and Indiana. So I was like, well, you're smart. <laughs> Love that agenda. He didn't really say anything I didn't already know. He was saying, like, embrace your chi- patient's inner child. So, like, ask a lot of questions, right? Let them ask their whys. Um, the three-part model interfaces self and exposome. What does that mean? External environment, exposome, right? So like the foods, the supplements, the toxins, pathogens, internal self, we know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. You had That's, a lot of Star Wars references. <laughs> That's fair. I didn't get those, but it's okay. Like inner self, immune system, hormones, like what's going on in your body. And then like the interface was just the organs pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically what we've already talked about you know addressing trauma yeah addressing your inner child funny because this is going to come out before the trauma episode isn't it uh yes if i can get it edited this weekend if you can't it's not the big deal i don't <laughs> i'm gonna try i'm gonna try really hard i'm not gonna tell anyone it's coming out till it's out so i mean some of my clients are waiting for it but <laughs> i told everyone actually it wasn't going to be out this upcoming monday it's going to be out the one after because i was like she can't do that in a weekend that's crazy i think i probably can but we'll see okay i'm gonna try to do it today yes and they say clean up your mess before making another pretty much just saying like your toxins and hercs so i love that right because they're talking about drainage and hercs because hercs reaction there's a couple of reasons it could be happening could be because you're toxic it could be because you're depleted your body can't tolerate anything or it could be just like a classic hercs because you just don't have drainage pathways open Mm mm-hmm that's so just saying, open your drainage pathways so you can clean up your mess. Which is what we tell you All in probably every episode. Literally 24 <laughs> Open your drainage pathways. And so from him, he was, I, I just appreciated from an MD's perspective, he was saying like, I came upon Cellcore, loved it, implemented it with his first 50 patients. Patients who completely discontinued due to intolerance, zero. Patients who discontinued because of perceived lack of benefits, zero. Patients mm-hmm. who had to restart only two to three, patients who perceived tangible benefits, 12, and patients with dramatic benefits, five to six. So that's saying it's almost, it's like 15, no, it's 17 to like over 20. I can't, five to six. Those, that's not making sense. This math is wrong. <laughs> Let's just say it's around 17, 18, which is probably the real number mm-hmm. of people that perceived tangible or big benefits just from starting them on cell core over other things. Mm-hmm. Wow, you're going to see me brain fart massively today because I was like, those numbers aren't real. <laughs> yeah, and then he just talks about addressing trauma, really, which we love. We talk about tapping, MBSR. We have an episode coming out on it, probably after this one. It's we'll see. It's going to be so good. And that's day one. So sure. maybe we'll have part. <laughs> we'll have three parts. <laughs> it's gonna, I think we should. Oh do, my gosh! We could do two and three in one, probably. Probably because we could probably just kind of glaze over we a couple of a lot them today. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we glazed over one today. Sorry, not sorry. It's not good. Although I do like a couple of like the next three. I think 
um, the, the oral and sinus ones, the dental one, the EMF one. EMS. I love those. I love well, her. I feel like I loved her, but I don't feel like I can even say much on it because it's stuff we know too. Yeah. I mean, it's races. always something good to, I think, reiterate re- upon. Yeah, reiterate. Because half my calls have been recently people are like you're right i know that and i'm like i know you do i'm just telling you again you just need your accountability where can the people find you if they want to reach out to you at the root and health t-h-e root and health instagram tiktok my website well my website's rootandhealth.com <laughs> what about you em at emily join wellness everywhere so instagram youtube website i'm not a tiktoker but i'm not I, you can do you can find reels on instagram <laughs> and <literally> also <laughs> take the reels drag them to tiktok there we go yeah and also if you liked this podcast please subscribe give us a rating a review any kind of a review we appreciate it all but we do really really love the five star ones and You're you can right. like or give a comment on YouTube also. We do really love a five-star review, but any feedback is good feedback. Yes. If we're doing something wrong, we want to know so we can fix it. Yeah. So stay tuned for part two. We're going to do day two and three in one podcast. It's because we, we just introed for like probably 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. we're going to make it snappier. We'll try. You know how we are. You know how we are. I know. But we, we can, can do, do it. it. It'll we just can do be it. Like a little bit of a longer episode, which is fine. Yeah. This will be the teaser. Yep. All right. Okay. See you in part two.